Although, I've seen some scripts I know the words weren't spelled right. There was hardly any commas in it at all. So I don't think that's too important. Hey, you want to get on the train here, or you want to ruin another take, huh? It's too cerebral. We're trying to make a movie here, not a film. Man, I don't drop character till I've done a DVD commentary. You want to eat the writer? Be my guest. That will leave you to explain how else your character is supposed to get to Bremen. Welcome to our second annual, semi-annual? Semi-annual. Semi-annual. Uh, <laughs> last weekend debrief. So, yeah, round of applause. Like there's hundreds of us here. <laughs> it feels like there's hundreds of us here. Yeah. But there were hundreds of us here uh, for Lost Weekend 12, which just wrapped up. And we are now currently sitting in the projection booth uh, at the Alamo Draft House in Winchester, Virginia. And, you know, the one thing that I want to say uh, as just as host before we start is that I feel um, very welcome in this community. Uh, you know, I'm not a Winchester citizen, and none of the dorks are Winchester citizens, um, but we have been a part of Lost Weekend since Lost Weekend 3. Uh, I have been here since Lost Weekend 4, and by Lost Weekend 5, I had friends who asked after me and the health of my kids and how life had been in the ensuing six months, and uh, I felt welcomed into this community. And genuinely, I think that what you and Andy have created here, along with the Naranjas family and the Alamo Draft House, is a special thing. And I am very honored to be a part of it. And so from our perspective at The Dorks is that this episode, this Lost Weekend Debrief, is your chance to share your thoughts on movies with us, uh, where we get to welcome you as guests on our show. So welcome and thank you for coming. All right. So I guess all of that intro business out of the way, I'm sure by the time we get to the fourth or fifth semi-annual last weekend debrief, I'll have that pat, uh, pat her down. But for, well. it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. I probably won't edit all of that out and do my own intro at home when no one is staring at me. Um, <laughs> but speaking of last weekend, it's a lot. I'm exhausted. Uh, I don't know if everybody else is exhausted. <laughs> Not exhausted. Um, but I guess this time we had a chance to see, uh, what, 24 unique movies out of 43 advanced movies, 25 of which were advanced screenings. I mean, it's madness. Um, did everybody avail themselves of the full 24 movies? Do we have any 24 moviegoers here? Yep. All right. 22? 22. 23. Oh, my gosh. Right, where were you? Were at? 22. 22, Nick. 17. 17. So, oh, good. And the dances, where were you guys? Oh, man, I think I only did 12 or 13. We Was it 15? 15. Yeah. It's funny, though, because, like, if you think about the history of Lost Weekend and you're like, oh, I only did 15 <laughs> movies, right? <laughs> like, that was that was Lost Weekend 3, right? That Like, I saw, that was, I saw all of the movies and then stayed for another one if you did 15 movies or something something like that. Um, but I guess let's like, what do you guys think about the evolution of last weekend? Cause I think we're all veterans at this point. I think it's amazing. I really think it's amazing. Just knowing Andy, me and Andy go back to, to growing up college days. <laughs> but just like, yeah, like, like you were saying, the first one that, that I came to was five and it was, I forget how many there were, but it was, you would camp out in the theater, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you would kind of have your, your folks around you, your, your like cohorts around you and just camp out. 
and just have the movies just cycle through. And it was kind of like being in a clubhouse or like a like a man cave or a she shed somewhere, just watching mm-hmm. movies. But now it's like. I don't know. Companies are like asking Andy to screen their movies, whereas back then it was like, mm. "Who are you?" <laughs> That's right. And and I think I think the fact that we got forty three for this time shows that it's like it's really becoming something. And I'm excited for for Andy and really I'm proud of you, Andy. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I'm a, a convert to to this experience because I, I really worry about my FOMO capacity. And, and, uh, <laughs> I love uh, it. And and this was like really. Uh, the forum that would push that, really. But I finally had my epiphany that there were no bad choices. Hmm. You know, there were choices, and and there were difficult choices because they all seemed so good, but I really liked it, and I just sort of reconciled myself to accepting the the fact that, um, and we were talking about this a little downstairs, that with as passionately as I may have felt about my selection... I would be come out into the lobby area and someone else would have just seen the opposite showing of something else and they felt just as passionately. So there was that flicker of like, oh my God, maybe I should have. And then I would stop myself and say, no, I really enjoyed what I just saw. Mm-hmm. So I really like it and I expect it to probably go that way in the, in the future. So I, I'd be all right with that. But I mean, that is like that is I think that's a, a big philosophical shift for last weekend. Like it's like Nick, like you were saying at the beginning, you could just kind of park yourself in a seat and ride out the wave that happened in front of you. And that was sort of the experience was for all of it to wash over. Andy, do you do you do you think that the philosophy of the approach to last weekend is changing or is it just growing? So um, the the true reason and this this discussion, I hope, would will be a, a very honest and open very open conversation about Lost Weekend. I use opportunity like this to hear from all of you, uh, and there's no need for all of us to be very uh, not candid about sort of the experience and that sort of thing. I would love to know more, uh, as well as when we talk about the films, I want that sort of candid, open approach to it. So Lost Weekend, uh, when we were thinking about the shift from one to two screens, was a variety of things. The legacy of this project over the next several years, hopefully, how do we take the folks that were enormous fans and get them talking and bringing more and more friends? And with one screen, we were limited to 175 seats, and oftentimes those 175 would sell real fast because it would be all of us who had done the last one buying all of these tickets, which I absolutely adored and loved, but then new folks could not come and experience this. And so the second screen was specifically for all of us to sort of be able to say, I'd like to bring a new friend and then allow the word to spread and grow. So maybe a bit of philosophy behind it, um, but it was also, I think, the true growth and maturity of sort of what we were, we were going with. It needed to sort of bring in new folks. And... Um, yeah, I've got a, uh, this is Chris Chaka, by the way. Um, I've got a kind of interesting viewpoint on this because um, I've only started getting into uh, festivals about three years ago, and I started at Fantastic Fest in Austin, um, the you know gigantic, uh, what is it, seven-day um, Yeah, it's a genre. Genre. Very genre. Um, <laughs> And uh, so that was my first dive in. And uh, Fantastic Fest is, Fest is set up 
exclusively with multiple showings. So you have to every single um, every single movie you pick, you have to choose between. Um, at, uh, actually, uh, well, in, in Fantastic, uh, Fantastic Fest, your your schedule is kind of you put you have your um, uh, you request your favorites, uh, your number one picks the day before, and your you get to re- uh, receive an email saying, you know, you've got, you can see this one at this time. And so, like, it's extremely structured. Um, and you can, you know, tr- you can mix it up a little bit and, and try and get different things, but it's not, it's definitely not as guaranteed. Um, and the, uh, just the pace of Fantastic Fest is completely exhausting. Um it, yeah, I mean, it's still amazing and incredibly fun, but um, you are really uh, going fast and, you know, and, and really having to plan things out. And so after my first Fantastic Fest, I came to um, here, I think maybe it was last weekend nine, I believe. Um, and, you know, like it was a totally different experience. And I think that was uh, when it was still just, you know, the single theater and everything. You know, you just parked yourself and, and for the day and that's where you were. And I was like, oh, this is so relaxing. And so when um, the, the next one I went to, I think there was maybe one or two, uh, two theater movies where you had to choose um and then you know this coming in this time you know it's almost you know the majority of it is two theater and before i got here i was thinking like oh i kind of miss the you know you know the the nice uh no pressure atmosphere and you know not having to worry about missing missing out you know thinking you you made the wrong decision or anything like that um but I think, you know, once going through this and, and like, thinking back to the uh, other Lost Weekends that I've gone to, and while every single experience that I've had here has been fantastic, um, you know, not, you know, Lost Weekend and just regular screenings, um, the, uh, I really, really enjoyed the format this time um, because... I think the the previously you know we would go through a lineup and um, you know everyone has you know you can't love everything right. um, and so there are definitely some you know movies that I was like yeah, okay oh kind of romantic comedy thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just you know going through um, uh, but this time yeah I was able to kind of pick out um, which, I've, you know, I felt I had a, a stronger, um, you know, I had a stronger uh, push for, like, you know, I knew I would, I was in the mood for this kind of thing at this time, as opposed to, um, you know, like if I had seen two docs in a row, I didn't want to see another doc. I wanted to sure. mix things up. up. Yeah, and just having that that little bit of variety where I could, um you know, move to, uh, you know, to, to different things just depending on my, 
um, you know, my mood at that day because I like I planned everything out basically, but then I still switched things up as the uh, the weekend went through. It's I, I want to jump in because it's it's funny though that you say plan things out because that that is a big distinction between Fantastic Fest and here, right? Mm-hmm. Is you know Fantastic Fest the day before you put in your wants, you get your choices. And then's what you get. Mm-hmm. You can release an exchange after everybody gets their first round, but you don't really get to plan your own adventure as far as the film festival goes. Right. Um, I, I'm curious, round robin around the table, like what what was your approach to planning for Lost Weekend 12? I, I mean, because this is the first time that you really had a choice at every single session, and you would you would miss out if if you if you uh, picked one over the other. I don't really like the phrase miss out because I don't think you would miss out with the selections that you've made. I think you would have a different experience than the guests next to you. And I'll let the round robin still continue, obviously, but I would hope that you would then have fodder for a conversation. That, of course, was another part of moving to a second screen as well, was that so that we all weren't sitting next to the same person saying the exact same thing. But instead, perhaps saying, I went and saw this, what did you think? I went and saw this, what did you think? Were you in this screening? Were you in that? And sort of started it off that way. But then we can continue around. I'm just nervous about missing out. I don't like that. Phrase. <laughs> I'm say, <"Rah." laughs> no, I, I appreciate the correction. I, like, I, but I think that's part of what makes this, like, at, like, as you grow and change what Lost Weekend is, you know, the, these are the conversations that are happening. And, like, it, it is interesting to me, the terminology that, that, like, I mean, like, Barbara, you said FOMO, right? And, 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 and you do have, like, a fear of missing out. But I, I appreciate your point, Andy. I think you're right. I think it's not missing out. I think it's room for more conversation. But let's, let's go round robin. What was the, uh, the approach to planning? Well, this isn't my first last weekend, so I've learned a lot. <laughs> Forgot that part. Um, but I go, I'm always at 20 and up. Mm-hmm. Seer. And I go to the the um, previews that where they do the little tasting. And this time I just went with my gut. As I watched them, I marked in the grid. I love the grid. I believe Julie originally came up she with did. the grid. And, and grid is my life. This is how I plan my whole weekend. And I start out where I'm going to be so I can prepare to jump from theater to theater. And... Um, I just went with my gut. So even if I maybe thought I was going to change my mind. (laughs) The stars are where I went. (laughs) And so I knew to hop. But I was was mainly in Theater 5 for most of it and did little hopping. I think the only caveat to my grid is I thought I was seeing the last black man in San Francisco in Theater 5. And and as I mentioned earlier, that did not happen. (laughs) They did not show that film in Theater 5. I thought it was a long preview. And I'm sitting there going, this isn't the movie that I'm sp- I was in the bathroom. And, and then finally I was like, I can't get up now. It's, this is, like, my check's not been sorted out. And I was like, this is top end wedding. <laughs> and then I pulled this out. And I'm like, I am, I have a grid. <laughs> but I'm happy with all of my choices. I, I see it as I'm going to look up these titles and find ways to see what I didn't get to see. Sure. I made choices like for Ad Astra. I'm like, that's going to be playing this week. I'm not going to see that. I'll pay to see that later, and I'll see what I can while I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's how I decide. So. Nick, what about you? Well, I always like to come into Lost Weekend blind. I live in Elvin, Roanoke, Virginia, which is about three hours south of Winchester. And um, so I don't get to go to film club all the time. So I always miss out on the reveal, mm-hmm. the trailer reveal. 
So I, I like coming in just to kind of be surprised at what I at what I find. But I like to stand in line the first night. I'm sorry, the the food just got here. We're trying to sort some sort some things out. That's okay. It's all happening. <laughs> it's all happening live. Um, fried egg BLT with the fries. Yes. Who's got the fries? Me. Yes, that's me. Sorry, folks. One minute here. But um, yeah, I, I come in. I come in blind, but I take the the uh, time Thursday, standing in the line for two hours, perusing the menu as you as you as you would you know maybe maybe say it, just to kind of see what all the movies are about and kind of kind of get a feel for what I'm going to be mm-hmm. doing. But um, this time, Andy can Andy knows the full story. I had a had a rather crazy summer that was literally crazy that resulted in me missing the first uh, night. So I came in halfway through David Crosby. And I didn't have have that time to to to, to plan ahead, so I, was, I just kind of camped out in Theater Five for hmm. the, fir- the, fir- the first day. Okay. But I'm glad I did because those were all amazing movies that I saw in, in Theater Five, and I and I had a chance then to kind of look ahead. And I decided to switch over to Theater. Um, it says Theater B, but it was Theater Eight, correct? Eight, eight yes. <laughs> um, I decided to switch over for them for them that follow after the after the break. So I definitely had time to plan ahead. But right. um, but really, I always like coming in blind because I, I like having the roller coaster of like. You got no expectations for these movies coming coming in blind. Are you a trailer yeah. watcher? Will you watch the trailers? No. Yeah. No. I so mean, when I, you say like you're like looking at what's coming up, you're reading the the descriptions the, in the book. The log lines. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris. What about you? Um, kind of the same way. I definitely enjoy going in as blind as possible um, for these kind of things, and um, I you know did that with Fantastic Fest too. I'd like. Try to get like the bare minimum idea of what something is, like its basic genre, and you know maybe you know, directors or actors, um, just enough to to tell me if it's something I know I won't like or if it's something that I'm like super interested in. Um, but mostly, I try and keep it all um, all as vague as possible. And so um, this year, knowing that it was going to be mostly two screen, I like went ahead and. Uh, like wrote my little notebook, you know, kind of a basic breakdown of uh, what was playing when and uh, like made little notes or little symbols to what I was leaning toward, Mm -hmm. which did not, you know, always coincide with what I actually watched. Um, But I thought it in this situation, it was like at the best of both worlds uh, for a few of them because there were a number of, um, usually one or two um, uh, movies per day that were in both um, theaters at the mm-hmm. same time, and so in that case, I got to like you know not even bother to read anything about it and go in totally blind. I mean, th- there's one uh, you know first love on Saturday that. Um, yeah, I don't even think I really paid any attention to the title, and then I heard someone saying something, and I went, "Oh my God, that's a uh, uh, Takashi Miyake uh, film. That's you know, uh, that's fantastic. I can't believe that." <laughs> um, and I was like so psyched because I was thinking it was you know like a romantic comedy or you know well, it was like a Christmas present, right? Where right. You're like, yeah. oh, sh- that, the title. <laughs> I thought it was something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I got to you know I got to to. You know, plan out my day, but also got a lot of really good surprises. And you know, even for the um, 
you know, taking a look at the, the log line, uh, I would say for the majority of them, none of them really, that, that very small descriptor um, in the, the uh, schedule did not give that much away to what the movie was actually going to be. Yeah. And in some cases, it was, you know, there was no way you could describe what these movies uh, were going to be in one sentence. So um, I think it worked out really nice, uh, really nicely. All right. Barbara, how about you? What was your approach? Um, oh, so um, uh, I just went through them, sort of uh, read about them, didn't really do a lot of trailer watching except for a couple of choices that were... Um, for some reason particularly difficult and then I, I watched the trailer for both and then a couple of times um, I made the selection based on logistics you know kind of like uh, I mean it was sounded like a little thing but because I was I had really convinced myself that there weren't going to be any quote unquote bad choices there were just choices then I would think okay well I really think my server is kind of cute and so I would rather settle up with him because I'm going to have more interaction with him so I'm gonna, I'm going to stay in this theater and watch whatever the heck is and then you know what one of the it happened twice actually uh, where my most fun serendipitous experiences were, where were, were where I had kind of put like a minor bracket for like I think I want to see this and then kind of ended up with a different choice and was so grateful I had chosen like kind of done that spontaneous shift and then the other time it happened was um, I love documentaries and but uh, as uh, uh, interesting as it, as it would seem then um, the movie that I sponsored uh, was up against uh, a documentary and um, so I went in there because um, I originally I had thought I'm going to listen to the introduction for the movie because when you sponsor a film, Andy says like really nice stuff about you. And, That's true. And so I just kind of. you sponsor. <laughs> <don't> sponsor. <laughs> the rest of the time, he's a rude, miserable man. I pay for the people's, I'm like insecure enough. I like pay people to say nice things about you. But, but then, you know, and here's the thing is, is um, Andy's very gifted in his introductions about the film. It comes from his background and his passion, and based on his back, uh, his uh, introduction of the film, which was retrospect on Sunday, then I thought, oh my God, I'm sold. You know, so with as much as I wanted to see Gay Chorus Deep South, um, I ended up staying for retrospect and yeah. was so glad I did. It was just, you know, so so you know, there again. Anyway, so I think it was. Um, oh, and the other thing I wanted to say too that I liked about the way that we have to make the choices, which I think is good for us. We get to be adults. And also the logistics <laughs> of having two screens is uh, that it's it's actually in a weird kind of way healthier. Because I think when it was just one screen, and I think one of my lost weekends, I haven't been coming as long as some folks, um, it was, it was uh, potentially way more sedentary. Sure. And I think there's something healthier about like, you know, going back and forth between five and eight or, or making those choices and stuff. You're compelled to like get up and walk around, which I think is really good for us to heighten our ability to enjoy the experience overall. So um, that's all for me. Yeah, and the, uh, um, the multiple theaters also this time, especially when it was just the, the, uh, the uh, one theater, it felt more like it was just a solely film club event. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just film club regular regulars in the in that theater all all day every day now it's like it feels like it's opened up to the whole community basically yeah. this, this yeah. way i agree and and you know we can we can we can double or even triple the, the amount of people that come to lost weekend yeah. doing that yeah. so yeah all right mk how about you what was your approach 
feel really guilty for what I'm about to say. Oh no! <laughs> truth telling. That's what we're about I, here. Mm-hmm. Speak your truth. I hate it. <laughs> what? I hate it. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, I don't hate it enough to like stop coming, <laughs> but like, because cause for me, the FOMO isn't about the movie itself. It's about the ability to have a conversation about it. And like, because for me, the thing that made my first couple of Lost Weekends so special wasn't that I got to see a ton of movies. It was that me and 150 of my closest friends all saw the same movies. Mm-hmm. And we were able to then have a conversation about this shared experience. And so now with the multi-tracking, a lot of the conversations kind of stopped after I saw this one. Well, I saw this one. Yeah, my movie was really good. How about yours? Yeah, it was really good. And then, like, there, mm-hmm. there were more conversations, but I feel like they were kind of more shallow. Hmm. Okay. Um, what do you mean by that? Wow. Because... It, it went from let's have a conversation about this thing we both experienced mm-hmm. to I'm going to lecture you for 35 seconds about the movie I saw and then you're going to lecture me for 35 seconds about the movie you saw and then we're going to run back to our So it was Twitter is what you're saying. Yeah, it, it went from live journal to Twitter. <laughs> All right. Um, but as far as process, mine was a lot more complex. <laughs> like I had this very complex like color-coded highlighter (laughs) system of like, okay, well, Ad Astra is opening in wide release, so I'm definitely not going to bother seeing that because I can see it later. So, And my (laughs) decision-making process more or less came down to which one am I less likely to be able to acquire later. That's the one I'm going to see. Uh So if it's in English, it probably has a higher chance that I'll be able to find it later. So Mm -hmm. I would see the weird foreign thing in the other theater. (laughs) Um, The one totally random choice was on Saturday night between In Fabric and Coco D, Coco Day. Mm -hmm. I chose Coco D because it was significantly shorter and it was very late (laughs) on day three. (laughs) And I'm so glad that I made this random decision because it might be my favorite film of the weekend. Oh, Oh, well, MK, just so that you're fully aware as well. I, too, made that decision due to 80 minutes. <laughs> and I knew In Fabric was two hours. I knew it was two hours long. And Coco D was 80. I was like, I'm going to get another little bit of sleep, and I'm out of here. <laughs> so. Logistics. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Danielle, how about you? So um, I took the uh, online schedule uh, as a, because we missed the trailer event um, and just read the little one-line description kind of like Nick was describing um, and then I created a list for myself of what movie what's what theater it was in what time and then threw away the grid so that I couldn't look and see what right. else there was mm. so there was absolutely oh. no possibility to change my mind <laughs> interesting <laughs> I like that yeah <laughs> commitment yeah uh, I did what Danielle did because <laughs> he goes where I tell him. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you're laughing. That's serious, and I'm okay with it. I'm safe and I'm happy. Don't worry about me. Uh, wants to call somebody. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, that's you know my my approach to these events. I think on the whole is uh, is more in line with what MK has to say as far as like 
if there's a non-English movie that I like, I'm not really going to get a chance to see. I'm going to favor that over something else. Um, but you know, as Andy has expanded the roster of movies that are available, and I think kind of in line with Barbara with what you were saying about the fact that like they're all good choices at the end of the day. Um, I I was very comfortable making my decision based on where my wife was interested in going um, or what sounded interesting to me at that particular moment in time because it's no big deal. Um, what you know, Wherever I go, I, I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to have a movie that I can watch and share with other people. Andy G, how do you choose which movies you're going to sit in? I see sometimes you sit in a movie, sometimes you don't. What, yeah. what makes the decider for you? So there's... A- I mean, you're uh, working. I know. I sure, know you're working. Sure. As a programmer <laughs> and as working the festival, there's a lot of different elements that I'm working on. Things behind the scenes, uh, from from servers to projection. Uh, you know, we were a busy weekend at the Alamo Draft House with Downton Abbey and two other major releases that came out this weekend. So there was a lot of logistics from our sponsor, uh, folks who uh, you know, and then just Andy downtime. You know, it's uh, between films. It's a great chance for me to just sort of breathe. Uh, think about what's coming up next, put together the ideas that are in my head and that sort of thing as well. So there were some that I had already seen already based on uh, screeners that have come across. And so I sort of skipped or came into a bunch of those. Uh, Molly Ivins I had seen already, uh, which was fantastic, and I wanted to hear our audience response to that. Mm-hmm. We are Radical Monarchs. I wanted to hear our audience's reaction to that. Uh, don't be a dick. Um, um Mouthpiece. It's genuinely more so I wanted to hear your reaction. Alice is a great example of it. I came in, I, I knew exactly when to come in because I would get an idea of whether or not you love that film or not. And that was, at the, uh, without spoiling too much, there's a moment at the very end of which our audience uh, mm. reacted with a very loud and boisterous clap. And at that point in time, I was just like, our audience likes this yes. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has landed. Let me go in into the other one and see how things are going. And of course, now when I'm in screenings, I'm testing sound level. I'm testing making sure the subtitles show up. We've had many times where a subtitle doesn't, and then you've got to run back and get it all figured out. Um, and so that's where we are. You know, we're, we're at 43 films right here. I think that's where we can hover for the time being. Uh, that's, I think, the max you can fit in where we are right now. I mean, I think we could we'd be looking at maybe 41 to 44, depending on uh, repeat ones and that sort of thing as well. But I think right now this is where we are, depending on where we need to go. A center of the table. We're just going to share them out if anyone's hungry. And oh, thank you, Mindy. Also, But, um, uh, yeah, this is the Downton Abbey cookies right here. Oh, Carly? Oh, sorry, sorry, Carly. Can I have a, a, like a fork and knife if you get a chance? Thank you so much. We're eating food at the Alamo Draft House, which is what you're supposed to do, which is why it'll uh, come around. And that's right. It won't work for me. It's, okay. it's me, not you. Okay. <laughs> um, Major it's, it's, it's um, a deal. That's why I'm sitting all the way <laughs> over really. here, by the way. I don't want my jobs, really. Um, but, it, you know, I, this, this we're, we're at this cusp. If, for those of you who have been attending for the last couple of bits, in the second screen, you may remember when we first started the second screen, it was everyone was still in five, and we had maybe two to four people in the second screen. Yep. Then we got a little bit better, and then here we are today. Second screen for many of the shows was packed. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost to the front row, if not fully into the front row. And so now it becomes the question of let's develop that. I want to get one or two more under our belt and really fill that out. And then do we go to a third screen or do we go to Monday and Tuesday? 
opportunity and expand it past the weekend. So that'll be the question as we start to find more guests. Well, I would say, I would say, um, oh my gosh, so many opinions. Every, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'll just kind of virtually in here and, and talk. Um, we were kind of talking about this earlier about about how there was no chance to see one that you missed. Right. I think if you, if you added more screens, I would just keep the forty three, but maybe repeat some throughout throughout the weekend, so that if you missed, say, last Black Man in San Francisco, you didn't have to commit to top end winning. Right. You know, and, and and that you wouldn't have to feel like you you. Missed like out. If, you, if if you didn't like one, one or the other, you wouldn't wouldn't feel like that. Plus, it would pr- it would provide more chances for p- people to talk about them because they've seen more of the same films. Right. Still, but I like the I like the multiple theaters. But I I like to see at least one or one or two repeated. You know, here and here here and there at least. But and that is an interesting idea. Uh, the back end of all of this is that for more screens, uh, especially for those that are overseas, uh, they'll request more money for more shows. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like. You've got the movie, now you can show it as often as you want. I have to book one to two screens, and based mm-hmm. on that, it becomes more and more expensive. Okay. So, we wondered so that's that. why you see but one screening most of the time, because the studios overseas specifically will be like, how many shows are you going to do? And it's like, I'm going to do two, and it's like, well, that's $1,200. And it's like, well, I'm just going to do one. Mm-hmm. We can do 300 or something like that. And so it mm-hmm. makes it a little bit easier to make that work and that sort of thing. So it's interesting. That's where my mind is as we okay. sort of look at this and move forward is do we expand the time or do we expand the, the size? I had I had one um, thought. I was thinking about this this morning. I would like to propose uh, a, a, a segment that we can call uh, the Andini effect, kind of like Houdini, where Andy will <laughs> rate the films uh, like one to five on the amount like... Um, whatever would be, maybe five would be the one most likely to be able to be found at a later time. Oh, okay. And the one would be, and, but I don't know, and then I thought about that, and I'm like, I wonder if Andy would go for that, like uh, stacking the deck in any kind of way, because I think he, I, I don't know, I kind of like thought he might be opposed to that, because um, let people make their own choices based mm-hmm. on whatever their own system is, rather than sort of like uh, wait, And I tried to do anything a little bit with my introductions, I tried to mention some of the films, but you had to be in that screening, so to speak, to really do it. Like, for example, uh, we were talking about For Sama and Afterlife. For Sama is a PBS film. For Sama is going to be on the American Masters PBS TV show. You can probably find that later on with PBS. Oops. Uh, Afterlife. No, 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 there's no oops involved with this, but Afterlife... They're, they were very surprised that someone in Winchester, Virginia wanted to play the film. And so I don't know where they are in terms of if that film will get bought, if they will open it up, and where we will be in the future for that. One of the, <clears throat> one of the things that I found myself doing repeatedly was trying to research whether the film had gotten a distributor mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm. And I think that information would be very helpful mm-hmm. to just be in the... I don't know how difficult that is Ooh. for you logistically, but... I was doing a lot of Googling. <laughs> How would you feel about that, Andy, though? Would you, if you, like, um, could could sort of, like, give more of that information uh-huh. to us, would you want to tell us that? Or sure. would you? I don't mind. That's nothing. I mean, okay. if that helped your decision, I would absolutely be all right. But wouldn't, wouldn't the potential be that, it, that, like, people would not be as likely to see... A film. I mean, like, would that? You know what I mean? I would feel bad for the one not viewed then if, if there What I would do is I would put it in the schedule. You guys would already have purchased your passes, so at that point, I don't care which one you guys go and see. <laughs> okay. And I would probably put it in at that point then. But and I also you guys can look I, at it and make that I don't decision. think everyone is as voracious a movie hunter as the rest of us. Right. Yeah. So, right. like, 
I think there are plenty of people who come yep. who are happy just like making a choice and they're not worried about the movie that they missed whereas those of us at this table are all like alright well I can find this here this one has US distribution this one will be on Amazon this one's on PBS yes. I mean right. a perfect example of that is Last Black Man in San Francisco <laughs> and Top End Wedding right. we, our Last Black Man in San Francisco screening was packed and that movie has been out it's made its run it's, it's done very well Top Bad Wedding, I don't know when we'll have a chance to see that again. But we had a packed great house for that. Take some, Barbara. They're all yours. Um, and one um, <laughs> one benefit. Love That's it. going in the purse. Ooh, the celery. <laughs> She's now 20 feet from the microphone, we luxuriously enjoying the celery. <laughs> and dancing. We can just call you the Foley artist. So you're making, like, oh, someone's. Someone's bone just snapped. One of the benefits that I found to uh, the multi-theater screening uh, this year, and, and uh, MK, I totally see your point uh, with you know, with the with the you know the feeling that like you know you can talk with everybody about the and like get into to further discussions, um, and yeah, I definitely see that. Uh, but one of the things that I found this year um, that uh, kind of well sort of surprised me, but but uh, also had um, uh, I found a benefit too was that by like in the previous years I kind of like grouped with uh, my friends and um, like I'm um, you know I don't get down to. Uh, film club that often because I've got I work nights and so anything that happens during the week I cannot uh, cannot see despite how much I desperately desperately want to see some of these things um, so I don't know that much of the community and uh, in the previous years I've been kind of like hanging with you know the group of people that I knew like the the it mod guys and 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 uh, a couple of other people. Um, and this year, since we've had to split up and you know go to different uh, theaters, you know you don't always sit with the same people. Right. And so I found myself getting into more discussions with people that um, you know I like either completely didn't know or recognized and either just you know chatted very briefly with or. Um, you know, or that sort of thing. People getting into more discussions with the people around me, um, and getting you know more um, you know, more points of views and and uh, some really interesting uh, discussions that I don't think I would have gotten normally. Um, and uh, I think that's and and it's the same sort of thing with Fantastic Fest. Only with Fantastic Fest, there are so many people from everywhere um, that you're like, you know, you have a discussion with someone, it's like, oh yeah, that was really interesting, person who I will never ever see again. <laughs> um, and so, you know, this time it's, it's you know, it was, you know, I was having a discussion with, with someone, but then I know that like with you, I would see you uh, the next day or, or, you know, see, definitely see you, um, you know, at different times when I, when I would come back. Uh, so that I think that that made me feel more connected uh, to the community here, which I really, really valued. And um, I'm sorry, I 
don't remember anybody's name. I'm extremely bad with names, <laughs> including. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, you're Cummings. Andy Gyerson. What? Oh my god! Oh, I thought you were Jim Cummings. The guy with the t-shirt. <laughs> that was a great experience. I mean, let me, uh, Nick. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> That was amazing to be in that greener grass screening for those of you who attended that one. Because, not just because we were watching that movie and it was extremely the weirdest movie we've had a chance to watch for a long time and uh, sort of a visceral explosion into the eyes. But when Jim Cummings came up on screen, our audience was uh, clapping and cheering. It's that there guy! Were people behind us like, is that Jim Cummings? Like, we were you know, all Will Ferrell. I know that guy! Yeah. I know him! I don't know he's taken. People were thinking then back to other Lost Weekends, and we've built that community and following. And in fact, I think he, he uh, Lisa Bell Roden sent a message that was like, just saw Jim Cummings, and Co- Jim Cummings was like, I can't wait to come back and show you guys my new project. Nice. So, mm-hmm. it's nice. just great to have that sort of like community, and I think the ladies that came for um, mouthpiece had that same sort of reaction. I think, uh, don't be a dick about it. I know they were extremely surprised by this whole thing um, and what we were doing out here. And I think that they're going to start talking. And that's sort of another step as well is where can I fit or find more guests to be a part of this community? I, um, I think that the guests are a huge part of growth yeah. for mm-hmm. for Lost Weekend. I, I mean, they're a driver for audience participation because everybody loves to come out and meet the people who make the movies. I mean, that's, I literally do the chat cast. I don't care if anybody listens to it. That is total Billy wish fulfillment of like, <laughs> I saw this rad movie. I want to talk to that person for an hour about this movie. Like that brings out people and there's an interest there to get a chance to meet them. But it also raises the, like the level of awareness for Winchester. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Amy Nosbach and, and Nora Sadova, like, like you said, who came down for mouthpiece were shocked at the community and the, that 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 exists here, mm-hmm. and the more that people become aware of that by coming out and visiting us, I think the more that grows our reputation, and the more targeted those guests right. are, the more that network of awareness expands outward well, and exponentially. We're, and we're seeing that already. I mean, the the uh, Mullen family. I think you know maybe I'm wrong, but um, I think they were coming in expecting uh, Winchester Film Festival with maybe you know forty or fifty people in <laughs> attendance. Uh, and when I was walking them through the Alamo and I said, we'll have probably about 200 people close to that, you know, 175-ish, 200 people in that screening watching all of this, I, I think they were not prepared for that. I mean, I don't oh, think wow. that they, that really surprised them that we had a community that was surrounded by it. And ever since we supported, I've obviously Tigers are not afraid. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Issa always talks about how she hears Lost Weekend wherever she goes and wherever she's talking to people about film festivals and I maybe maybe I'm weird about it and I don't know but our logo got on that trailer for a reason and I think it's because she found the love and support that we gave the film and decided to put it on there I mean there's plenty of other festivals I think played at that they could have chosen to do but we got the representation on there and I love that that happens too because I'm just like such a diehard Andy fan, and I think he gets his, well, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it it takes a village, but I think Andy is the is the mouthpiece, and I think the fact that that those kinds of things happen are good for him to know that his hard work and heart and soul and blood and sweat and all that's and tears, I'm sure, um, is is quote unquote paying off. You know that the. The, I mean, because it's one thing to have our community love him so much and be so grateful, but it's another that that's starting to 
like the tentacles of that are starting to, to reach out into the all around the world, you know, and and and, and I think that it could just get. Um, you know, I think it will get bigger and bigger or more expansive, but I think it will always remain a community sure. at the heart of it. And I think that's like the uh, win-win, you and know, I think really. that's where, why we've always, you know, I, that's why I think the nonprofit element is so important to it, you know, because it not only uh, makes us feel like a community, but then we're also getting more involved with the community as well. And, you know, the flip side to it is that the nonprofit invites their board members and their followers to come and do bids during the silent auction and then other people get to see what Lost Weekend's all about. And so it's an additional form of marketing. But I think this, this is sort of a nice segue into our... Well, so that's actually, that's that's what I say. So we've been talking for about 40 minutes now. <laughs> and I think what I'll do is uh, we'll turn our whole conversation into two episodes. Oh. And so this will, I mean, because I think this is, that conversation has been very much about the philosophy of Lost Weekend and what the festival is. Um, and I think then the next episode will be our conversation about the films themselves. Um, and so that way, uh, listeners who want to just get a taste of kind of what the philosophy is, they can just listen here. And, and folks who are interested in the movies that we saw can tune into the next yeah. episode. Like and uh, Billy, may I say just one more thing? I'd like to give a last-minute shout-out to the Mosaic Center for the amazing poem that started us off uh, for Lost Weekend with the different languages through the students at Shenandoah University. Uh, I thought that that was... Uh, a great way and a new way to sort of talk about diversity and inclusion, which was sort of our our main theme, which then we got other themes as we found out. <laughs> that sort of thing. So, well, um, but I think on I, 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 sir, will end on it. I will end on a note. Please, uh, please. No, uh, end on it. So look here, I, I think we'll probably run this through the chat cast feed. And, you know, every guest that we have on the chat cast, we put this question to them because we know that making uh, independent films is hard. And it's easy to feel very low when things are not working out the way that you want, when the budget isn't there or what you're seeing on your camera isn't what you thought it was going to be or the editing is hard or the sound was messed up. It's easy to feel down. And Andy, since this has really turned into a conversation about the festival that you have masterminded, I will put the question to you, sir. As you are planning the next Lost Weekend and something isn't going the way that you want and you feel a little bit down about it, what is one moment from your career as a festival programmer, as a creative manager, as a theater creative manager that you can look back on that helped boo you in low times? So one of the things that I would use is exactly what happened during this last weekend, um, which was something I was not expecting and something that really surprised me and really, to me, made what we do important. Uh, and that has to do with um, Heather Leach, who had her introduction before Mouthpiece, and then Beth Sears got up and said a testimonial to her. Those are two people that prior to Lost Weekend, prior to Film Club, I don't think knew each other. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I tend to think that everyone's sort of fresh, and then they get to know. And then uh, the, the two of them have not only built a great friendship, but then also have used each other's services and, and service uh, out there that we are connecting within our community. And so... I was really impressed, one, because of the bravery that Beth had to tell her story, but then also the fact that when she was in need, she looked towards a film club member and someone who had been there through the Lost Weekend experience to sort of help her out. And that, to me, is the sort of uh, stuff that gets me motivated and excited for what's going on. Movies, you'll either love them or hate them. There's nothing I can do anything about that, uh, but if, if 
the community continues to just embrace each other, that's the part that I get excited about. And I'm, and there were people that were visiting Blue Plate Books that said, like, uh, I'm, I, I want you to hold these books and take them back. I'm going to come and peruse and, law, and look around and that sort of thing as well. And so it is a chance to highlight not just movies, but then our community and the amazing souls that sort of create the community of which we live and that sort of thing. So that's the parts that get me excited. I think that's a beautiful answer. Yes. Um, and <laughs> on that note... Uh, we'll close it out this episode. Uh, so you can uh, find me at WBDAS on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Um, what about our guests? Are you guys on the social medias? Who's on the meads? Not anymore. <laughs> good life choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feels so good. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And What's your handle? Uh, I think it's Anne Lee 55 Okay. All right. Chris is frantically checking what his handle is on the yes, internet. My handle is something to do with my name. It's possibly possibly my actual name. Chris underscore Shaka. I didn't realize when I signed up for twi- uh, for um, Twitter that that was the part that was going you know, may, you know uh, forever branding me uh, my actual name. But yeah, that's. That's it. <laughs> oh, I can so change my handle, now. but I can't change my. Or can you change? Yeah. Anyway, it's it's set there, and I don't care anymore. So <laughs> that's that's just who I am. <laughs> what about you, Barbara? Um, I think I ha- I'm a influencer of uh, ten whole people I think <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> so uh, and right now I have a, a cute little picture of a chimp with uh, hair standing up on end. So I think it's just B Sedana. Okay. It's just, yeah. Okay. Barbara's social media game is on point, by the way. She sends messages to the filmmakers after her screenings, and they respond back. They that's do. Right. They do. They so. do. That's, like, really awesome. Yeah. You feel like you matter. I mean, I think that's really that's really <laughs> kind of a neat thing. I can be found on two other podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Picture podcasts. Um, one is called Wheel of Tears, where a friend and I are reading through the Wheel of Time series. Oh, nice. So that's going to be like a seven-year commitment. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and my other show is called Drunk Queer Bitches Talk Books. It's exactly what it sounds like. Um, you can find it on Twitter at DQB Talk Books, and the other one is just at Wheel of Tears. It's exactly what it sounds like. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises on that one right there. Andy uh, G? Andy G is, um, I guess, now on uh, Instagram, which is good. At, uh, Film Club uh, Andy, Film right? Club Andy, by the way. Our social media influencer was disappointed with the number of followers. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we tried to beef that up a little bit, which was great. Uh, and then a Cinema Bandwagon on Twitter. And then uh, Andy Kyerson, 2020. Or 2026, I think, is what I'm running for. That's, <laughs> that's, that's where I am. Uh, but I, I think one thing, you know... Uh, I'm on Facebook. I know Danielle's on Facebook. I think all of us are. Mm-hmm. Um, for all of the folks who attended Lost Weekend and are part of the Winchester Film Club or part of the um, uh, the One Loudon Film Club, you know, if mm-hmm. Brian Loy coming over, get some interest over there. Very honored by that. Feel free to friend me on Facebook. I'm always happy to uh, incorporate other uh, cinema lovers into my Facebook feed. Um, okay. And our hashtag was Lost Weekend XII if you just want to see this stuff that happened over the weekend. Yeah. Um, On that note, I think we'll end out this episode, and until next time. Visions are worth fighting for. Why spend your life making someone else's dreams 